I guarantee you, if Tyreek Hill, if he gets 200 yards in the first quarter again, some of y'all are going to clap louder, right? <laughs> now, <laughs> Brother Adam says, no, nah, he's not a football fan. All the kids can be, can be dismissed to go to their, their, their classroom downstairs and have children's church for, is it 10 and under? 12 and under. 10 and under? I got this message two weeks ago when I was sitting in Sunday school, and it came from a verse that they read, and, and I'll, I'll just read you the verse to start off with. It's, it's John 20 and 19, and I forgot to give her my scriptures today, so they're not up there, so um, I'll just have to, read them, I'll have to read them out to you, and I'll give you what they are when we get there, so I'll try to remember to give you time to get there when I get there, so um, it was the Apostles' Commission, it says in my Bible, but it says, this is in the New King James, it says, then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, the doors were shut. Notice this, the doors were shut because of fear. It's going to show you here a little bit. Where the doors were shut where the, where the disciples were assembled for fear. So they had the doors shut because they were afraid. Now think about this. I would title this, this message today, Release Peace in the Face of a Storm. Releasing peace in the face of the storm. In the face of everything that's happened in our world today, as a Christian, you can release peace. Because of that Holy Ghost and fire that we talked about in, in, in Sunday school this morning. And I prefer to call him the Holy Ghost, Sister Linda. I'll call him the Holy Spirit if you want to. It's all the same person. It's all the same being. It's, it's the Spirit of God. So we can call him the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost. But I, I think it loses a little bit in the whole, when saying the Holy Spirit. To me, Holy, Holy Ghost gives it the full effect, right? So and, 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 the, and the ghost is the Spirit because when Jesus died on the cross, this is for free right here. When Jesus died on the cross, it says he gave up the ghost right so he gave up his spirit his body breathed out the last breath his spirit came out of his body which made him dead amen he died on the cross so he gave up the ghost so i like to call him the holy ghost so um where the disciples were assembled the doors were shut because of fear of the jews jesus came and stood in the midst and said to them peace be with you now think about this right here. I was sitting on the front row last week when they read this scripture. Think about this right here. The doors were shut up. The doors were locked up because they were afraid. They were worried about what was going to happen. And Jesus shows up miraculously. Didn't say he kicked the door down. The door was still shut. The door was still locked. It would be like us locking the door this morning and someone standing at the door and us all, all sitting here thinking, what are we going to do? Jesus just died on the cross and all these things just happened and they could be coming for us next. I could picture a target being on my back, right? When things come against the church, it's usually against the, the, the pastor would be first. Amen. There's a target on their back they were feeling like. And Jesus shows up in the middle of the room without coming through the door. With, we don't know how he got there. He just showed up miraculously on the scene and released peace over it. Amen. Peace be with you. Imagine when Jesus tells you that. Peace be with you. Peace be with you. He released peace. He's our example, isn't he? Jesus is our example. So I, I got a lot of scripture to cover. In 2 Timothy 1 and 7, it says, God didn't give, me, give, give anyone the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. He didn't give them that fear they were experiencing there when they were in there with the doors shut up and the doors locked, right? But he gave them peace. He said, peace be with you. And I'm going to show you this in more scripture today. Peace be with you, right? Another example from our example, Jesus. He's our example, right? So let's look at some more examples that he gave, right? Jesus was traveling with the disciples right before the scripture happened. And I'm going to be in... Mark 4 and 39. But leading up to this, Jesus was traveling with his disciples, and he said, let's go to the other side. Let's go to the other side of the sea. He didn't say worry about it. He didn't say stress about it. He didn't say, how are we going to get over there? He didn't say, I watched the weather earlier, and there's going to be a storm tonight, because you know he knew what was going to happen next, right? Because he was all God, but he was all man. He said, let's go to the other side. 
He wasn't worried about what was going to happen. He knew there was going to be a storm in the night. Let's go to the other side, right? And in, in, sometime in, in that evening, the night fell, the sun went down, and Jesus laid down on a cushion and went to sleep. He knew there was a storm going to be coming. Yeah, he knew. He knew, right? He knew who would betray him. He knew he knows the end from the beginning because he's all God, right? He's all man also at the same time. So night fell and Jesus went to sleep on a cushion. And the Bible says, if you're reading this before 439, it says that the, that the waves came and beat against the side of the boat. You all know the story. And it said the boat started to fill up. Now, these men were professional fishermen. A good portion of them were professional fishermen. They'd fished on the sea their whole lives. They owned boats. They owned nets. They'd spent their life out there. Now think about what kind of storm it would take that would come up that would make these men fear. That would make them be afraid, right? This wasn't a, this wasn't a normal thunderstorm, right? The Bible says, or the Bible doesn't say, but scholars say that on the sea there, there are hurricanes that happen on the, on the sea a lot of times because of the way the land is laid out and the way the sea is and stuff. So, so uh, the boat was filling with water and they woke up and woke Jesus up and said, Jesus, Jesus, don't you care that we're dying? Because they were in fear, right? Don't you care that we're dying? And then he says in verse 39, it says, Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said, See, peace, or rebuke, let me read that again. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. He rebuked the wind and then he said to the sea, Peace, he released peace. Right in the face of a massive storm that was sinking their boat, he was down there asleep. He had peace. He was, he was asleep. How many know if you're worried about the storm and you think you're going to die, you're not going to take a nap on a cushion. You're not going to take a nap on a pillow. You're not going to do it. You're going to be up stressing and pacing the floor and all the things that go along with that, just like the disciples were doing. But Jesus had peace because he said, let's go to the other side. He'd already released his words. Jesus had authority and he'd already released those words. We're going on the other side, boys. doesn't matter what it looks like. I know where we're going because I've already spoke it. Amen. And he was Jesus. Peace be still. He released peace right in the midst of a, 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 of a storm, right? And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. This calm was not just among the storm. I can imagine the sea looked like glass. Can you picture this big waves beating on the side of the boat, coming over the side of the boat, and the boat's rocking. Everybody's freaking out. I can imagine they're throwing stuff off the boat, trying to lighten the boat. Then they go down and holler, Jesus, Jesus, don't you care? And he gets up and says, wind, shut up. And peace be to you, see, lay, lay down. And it says, and there was a great peace. There was a great calm. I can imagine this thing being like glass, like on a pond in the morning when you first wake up and the wind hasn't blew, blown and the creatures aren't moving yet. There's not even a ripple in it. There was a great calm, right? Our, our example released peace right in the face of a storm. And I don't believe this was just with the ocean. Wouldn't you imagine the disciples calmed down too when they saw this happen? So it was not just with the sea and with the storm, but it was also with those around him, with the disciples. It was with everyone around him was affected by this peace that he had. I'm going somewhere with this. In Matthew 24, 5 through 13, got a lot of scripture, but I need to show you this. I need to show you this so you just don't think it's some crazy bald-headed preacher for telling you my, my opinions or what I think. It's in the Bible. It's in the Word. Matthew 24, 5 through 13. This is Jesus speaking. It's red if you, if you have a, a red-letter edition Bible. Everybody there? Still here a few pages. I'm bad about carrying on and, and uh, not giving you time. So, for many will come in my name. That my is capitalized, Jesus talking. For many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ and will deceive many. 
Many people will be deceived by people, by, by false teachers and things. And in the Greek right there, that word deceived, I want to give you a few definitions as we read this, as we read this, this group of verses. It means to cause to stray, to lead astray, to lead aside from the right way. People are going to come along and say that they're the Christ. People are going to come along and be false teachers and things, and they're going to say these things, and they're going to take people off the right path. Amen? And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled. How many times we hear about wars in my lifetime? See that you're not troubled. This word troubled in the Greek means to be troubled in mind, to be frightened or alarmed. The enemy is going to attack you in your mind. When he comes against you to make you afraid, he hits you right in the mind. He can't attack your spirit. The spirit of God lives there. Amen? The Holy Ghost lives inside of me. He can't attack me there. He's going to hit me in the head. He's going to attack me in the mind. See that you're not troubled in your mind he's talking about here. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation. Let me show you something else here. In the Bible dictionary, this word nation means a race. Think about that. Think about that in our, today, in our, in our terms today. A race is going to rise up against another race. Amen? And kingdom against kingdom. Now, this word kingdom here, this is talking about a nation. This is talking about country against country, right? But, but a nation against a nation is talking about a race or a group of people, right? Amen? You think he's talking to us? It's what's going on in our world today, right? <clears throat> kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines and pestilences. Let me show you something else. This word pestilences in the Bible dictionary means a plague, literally a disease, figuratively, or a pest. You think a virus fits in there? Amen. Is he talking to us? Sounds like he's speaking directly to me. And pestilences and earthquakes in various places. And these are the beginning of sorrows. Then in verse 9 it says, Then they will deliver you up to, be, to, deliver you up to tribulation and kill you. And, and you will be hated by all nations or races for my name's sake. Right? What are they trying to do? They're trying to shut the church down right now in our world. Amen. You think Jesus didn't know what he was talking about when he spoke these words? He was talking about us. We're living in the last of the last days. Amen. Still dealing with fear, though. We're still, we're still talking about fear. I just got to show you this. Got to go down this trail. So, and then many will be offended. Amen. Many will be offended, will betray one another, will hate one another. Amen. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. Remember that word, what that word deceive means? It means to cause to stray or lead astray or lead aside from the right way. Many are going to rise up and preach and teach all sorts of different things, but you better check the book. You better be going back to your book, reading it in your Bible. Amen. If they're trying to add to or take away, what John say? He said anybody who adds to or takes away from the, the, the sayings of this book, the plagues of this book, will be added unto them. Don't be deceived. Don't be deceived. Check it with your own Bible. That's why I used to put the words on the wall, but then you all got lazy and quit bringing your Bible. So now I want you to bring your Bibles in so we quit putting the words up. We may go back to that one of these days, but for right now you need to bring your own book. Write in that sucker. Write in it. Take, take notes. Highlight it. Don't write the ones in the back of the chairs, but in your own Bible, highlight it. Write in it, right? Don't be deceived. Don't be that person. And 12 says, and because lawlessness, lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. Sounds like he's speaking directly to the newscasters, amen? But he who endures to the end shall be saved. Church, we got to make it through this time. This ain't the end of it. This, ain't, this is the time that we should be out 
beating the, beating the streets and beating the pavement and telling people about God, telling him what he's done for us, amen? We should have peace in this thing, though, because Jesus released peace right in the face of the storms that he was going through. He's our example, and he released peace right in the face of the storms, right? The enemy is going to use fear. The enemy is going to come at you with fear. He's going to come at you with doubt, right? We know fear is a spirit, though, don't we? Paul said, you haven't been given the spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. He's going to come against your mind. It's right where he's going to hit you. It's in your mind. He's got to get, you to, he's got to get your mind to move to get you to move off of where you're at, to move off of the right path, right? To be deceived. Amen? We can't just hear God's word. We've got to do God's word or we're deceived. Fear and doubt have no place in the presence of peace. Amen. When I'm talking about the peace of God, peace that surpasses all understanding, fear and doubt have no place in the presence of true peace. Amen. John 14, 26 and 27. And then we're going to go to Isaiah 26 and 3. Let's just type in them as we're going back there. John 14, 26 and 27. I got to get better about doing that. I used to give them my scriptures that they would put them up on the on the wall up here so you could read them as I, I would read them off the wall, actually. But um, now I don't do that, so I just write the verses down so she can put them all up so you can, you can mark your Bible or write them down or however, and I forget a lot of times. Um, 14.26 says, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, or the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, in Jesus' name, will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. He's going to remind you of the very words that you need to say at the very time that you need them, right? And then 27 says, Peace, peace. I want to give you the definition for this word peace right here. Peace in the Bible dictionary means prosperity, one, peace, quietness, at rest, or to set at one again. You ain't worried about it. You know that God's got this. If you, if you have true confidence and true faith that God's got this situation, whatever the situation may be, what are you worried about? What are you stressed about? Anxiety is a liar. Fear is a liar. Amen? Anything besides total peace. They're lying to you. You're deceived. Peace. Jesus saying this. This isn't me. Peace. I leave with you. He took his peace and left it with me. Can you imagine that? He left it with you. He gave it to us and left it right here for us. I leave with you. My peace I give to you. My peace. Jesus' peace he gives to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled. Amen. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. Don't deal with fear. Get in the peace of God. Isn't that what he's saying here? Get into his peace, the peace that he left here for us, and don't be afraid. Don't worry about it. When you, when you have total confidence, supreme confidence that God's got this in every situation, what is there to fear? When you realize that your father is the master of the universe, the king of kings, amen? That's my dad. Who shall I fear? What do I have to be afraid of? Isaiah 26 and 3, and then we're going to go to Psalm 16, 11. Isaiah 26 and 3 says, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. Why do you think he hits you in the mind? Why do you think he attacks your mind? Because if he can get your mind off of God and what God's word says about you, God's word is the truth. God's word is the fact. God is the author of all truth. Amen. He left, Jesus left his peace here for us. He, he prescribes peace for us. But you got to keep your mind focused on him. You got to keep your mind on him. That's why he hits us in the mind, because if he can move your mind, amen, you get the picture, whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. 
If your mind is stayed on God, your trust is in him. Your faith is in him. You know that he's got it no matter what it looks like. God's got this. And if we step outside of this, well, then we get into fear and we get into all sorts of other craziness. Amen? Psalm 16:11 says, you make known to me the path of life. God makes known to us. He, same as the other verse said, right? The Holy Ghost is going to lead us in all things. You make known to me the path of life. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. How would I be full of joy and afraid at the same time? How would I be bowing to the storm and be full of joy? See, there's two different paths here. He's talking about two different ways. You can do it your way in the natural and what you understand and what you see on television and what everyone's telling you. Or you can get your mind on God's word and focused on him and trained on him. And you'll have peace and joy and victory and hope. It's a decision. It's a choice we have to make, right? You make known to me the path of life in your presence is fullness of joy. And at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Forevermore. But church, can I tell you this? We all get guilty of this sometimes. When we begin to rationalize, we can believe in God. We can stand on his word. We can do all those things, and it's great. And we, and we get in that peace. Amen? But then we get out into the world again, and we get to our jobs, and we, and we see things, and we hear things, and our kids are quarantined from school because this is going on over there. And, and all the mess that's going on in this thing, right? There's rioting and people being beaten in the streets, and, and, and all the things that are happening. People are bicking over wearing a mask or not wearing a mask or, or, or whatever the tension's about. When we, get into, when we get into these things and we begin to rationalize, we get all tensed up. Amen? We start to worry. We start to stress. We start to become depressed. We start to, we start to let anxiety take over in our lives, right? We start acting in ways that we wouldn't normally act when we're following after the word of God. Amen? I'm talking about releasing peace right in the face of a storm. We start to act ways we, would, we wouldn't normally react. We start reacting in the natural. We start trying to figure it out, trying to get a full understanding of it, right, instead of in the spiritual. I've told you for the last month, we're under the spiritual attack. This isn't a natural attack. This is not a physical attack. It's a spiritual attack. Amen. And if we'll stay with our mind focused on the word of God, on what God's word said about us, we'll have peace. We'll have peace, right? We need to realize that the best thing that I can do is give it to God. You can't do nothing about it anyway. Give it to God. Give it to God. Release his word on it. I'm talking about confessing God's word, not just name it and claim it and confess and whatever you might think you want, but releasing God's word on your situation. That book has a lot of stuff in it that's sitting there in your lap. Amen. It speaks to everything. If you dig hard enough, you can find something about your situation in it. Do you believe what the world says? Or do you believe what God says? Release God's word on your situation. It's the best thing you can do. What does his word say about my situation? What does his word say about your situation? If your faith and your confidence is completely in the word of God, if your, if your faith and confidence is completely on God, right, and what his word says about you and your situation, you'll be at perfect peace. Because I know the world can't touch me. They got nothing for me because my God's in control. He's in control. He's large and in, control, in charge, and he's in control. If you have a problem, God don't have the problem. Does that make sense? If you have a problem, God don't got it. You haven't given it to him, right? But if God's got the problem, you don't have a problem anymore. Problem solved. God's got it. It's on him, amen? If you're not in true peace, 
I'm talking about peace that surpasses all understanding. You all have experienced it before, right? We've all experienced it. We're not in it all the time. But if, you, if you're not living and walking in true peace right now on this day, check your relationship. Check your relationship. Are you actively developing your relationship with God? Are you actively developing a relationship with God? Because that's, where, that's the source of peace. It's with him. It's in him. Amen? 1 Peter 5 and 7 says this, and then we're going to go to, to Philippians 4, 6 and 7. I know it's noon already, but you all ain't got nothing better to do anyway, really, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The Raiders are nowhere near as good as God's word. <laughs> We're getting close anyway. Getting close. My last page. Pour out all your worries. I'm reading from the Passion today because it's, this says in the King James it says, cast your cares upon him because he cares for you. In the, in the Passion Translation, it says, pour out all your worries and stress upon him and leave them there. And leave them there. My pastor one time called, had an altar call and he said, bring down whatever, whatever is, is plaguing you. Bring it down and put it at the altar. And don't pick it back up and take it with you when you leave. Leave it there. Give it to God. Cast your cares on him. Leave all your worries and leave all your stress and put it on God because he cares for you, right? And leave them there, it says. And then it says, for he always tenderly cares for you. Amen. Bring him and put them on him today and leave them there. No matter what it is, don't think that anything's too big for God. Well, yeah, but you don't know, Pastor. What's the word say? Bring them all and leave them there. Don't take them back with you. And Philippians 4, 6, and 7 says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be, be, be made known to God. Bring it to him, he's saying again. And, and the peace of God... Get this right here. When you bring it to God and you give it to him, it says, and the peace of God, what's your old Bible say next? Which surpasses, which surpasses all understanding. I can't even wrap my head around why I have so much peace. Amen? That's what he's talking about, that kind of peace. Which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. He'll guard your mind. If you'll bring it, that's where the enemy is going to attack you. But if you keep bringing it to him and bringing it to him and bringing it to him, he's going to continue to guard your mind. And he's going to continue to guard your heart, right? This is how we separate ourselves from the world. Amen. He said, come out from among them and be ye separate. He tells us to be the light of the world, right? This is how we separate from the world, through the peace that we have, through the times and through the face. We're living the last of the last days, but all these things going on, we don't have to stress. We don't have to worry. In fact, he said, see that your heart is not troubled. See that you don't worry about it. Isn't that what he said? See that you don't worry about it, but instead bring it to me. Lay it on me, and I'll give you that peace that you seek out. You don't have to look like everybody else does. You don't have to worry. You don't have to struggle. You don't have to fear like everyone else does. And then the world will look at you and say, what is different about her? What is different about him? We're freaking out about this boat sinking here. Jesus, don't you care? You get what I'm saying? Don't you all even care that we're going down here? And you can tell them about God. He calls you the light of the world and the salt of the world, right? But if you're looking at us and we look the same as them, why would they want what you got? Think about it. What makes you different than they are? If they're looking at you and you're freaking out and you're looking just like them and you don't have peace and joy and victory and hope and love, amen? I'm talking about releasing peace right in the face of a storm. There's a storm brewing out here right now, church. There's a storm going on. 
But you have peace that lives inside of you. The Holy Ghost lives inside of you, and he has peace. And Jesus left his peace, and I kicked over Rhonda's plant, but she'll forgive me. <laughs> Release and peace right in the midst of the storm. No matter what's going on in your life today, no matter what it is, could, we, could you play the, the iPod again, please? If you need to give it to God today, if you haven't already, would you come and do that today? Lay it at the altar and leave it there. No one's going to think any less of you. Doesn't matter what people think anyway. You better be worried about what God thinks. If you're not living in total peace that surpasses all understanding, lay it down right here today. Lay it on him. He wants, he, he 